Welcome to the Revolution Roundtable, a discussion of life, faith, and scripture. We are people just like you, living real, often messy lives, and we're committed to helping each other live a little bit more like Jesus every day. Let's join the Roundtable now. Hey, everyone. Welcome again to the Roundtable here at Revolution. Uh, As always, I'm your host, Nate, and I am joined today by my friends, Katie Scott, author of ChasingVibrance.com, and my good buddy, Matt Preifogel, Matty P, as I like to call him, (laughs) resident awesome guy here Uh, at Revolution. I don't know if I've ever told everyone that I call you Matty P. You're you're one of many people that do call me that, so it's it's, it's fine. It just rolls off the tongue. Matty P, man. Yeah. Because, you know, on the radio, you're Matthew Paul. Right. And so I just feel like, you know. Matty P. From radio to, like, relationship, it's just, it's got to be shortened a little bit. So Matty P. <laughs> Matty P. Yeah. So, hey, thanks for being here, guys. So glad to have you guys. How are we doing today? Good. All right. Yeah, it's it's November. It's getting cold out. Yes. Finally. Yes. There's, I don't even <laughs> want to say it. Snow in the forecast this weekend. I know. Oh, my word. Mm. I'm not ready for snow. snow. I'm legit. I'm glad that it is cold, but I'm not ready for snow. Same, man. Same. I, we were joking earlier about leaves because our backyard is already like two inches deep of leaves it's, it's everywhere. <laughs> and our, our neighbor, who's, they're uh, just a retired couple. Yes. They're fantastic. They're yes. so sweet. They're, they love on our kids and they're great. But, uh, the the husband he has one of those nice little sucker upper leaf sucker upper things it's on his high tech lawnmower. Sure. I don't know what the real word for it is. We'll I call it a leaf sucker upper. But so he goes out and mows to suck up his leaves like every day every in day. the fall. And so their yard looks incredible. Great. Yes. And then there's the hot mess that is our yard with leaves and toys and bicycles, Bikes, helmets, <laughs> sticks. Yeah. Places and our it, kids have it, like dug out in the yard for it, burying treasure. Yeah, it just is what it is. And we I I just I, I care, but I don't. <laughs> right. Right. You know, what does your yard look like? Are you so, are you okay, like super me, on top of let it? Let me or? go back in time to 1985. Wow. My parents Ooh. built a house. Yeah. Okay. And when my when they built this house, it's like something flipped in my dad and it was like his yard became his thing. Oh, sure. That happens to a lot of dads. And so no one was allowed to do anything in the yard except him. Yeah. So I grew up, I never mowed. I never did any of it because it was his thing and his yard was immaculate. Like it looked like a golf course. He even went out, he bought one of those striping kids to, to like make, you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So when I get older and I have my own place, like I got, I got grass. <laughs> I, I actually, so I don't have a kit for it, but I do stripe our front yard. Like when I mow, sure, I mow the same way every single time. And if I really care, I mow it twice to make the lines like really. That looks nice. That's the that's the only thing that I do. I mean, I I, I think that's the only thing I do. In our yard. I have good intentions. I swear I have good intentions every year. It's like, this is it, man. We're going to have a beautiful yard. I'm going to do that. And it just, it falls apart. It just never happens. It yeah. falls apart. And also I have a very bittersweet relationship because I had a horrific accident while mowing one year. I was oh. going to say, you, you so, have, you have some like trauma. There's some trauma there. <laughs> so it's like, uh, as to your children. So right? my kids don't want anything to do with oh, me. Really? <laughs> so it's all me. Yeah. Yeah, well, to yeah. Maybe have you share that story? It's a different. It's a different point, show. It's a whole different. <laughs> that's a whole different show. Yeah, 
Maddie P, you got some new glasses that are looking I do. pretty fly. Yeah. Can we can we get a close up on those? Yeah. They look nice. Yeah. <laughs> you just got those, right? Yeah, I got them yesterday. Do you do you have more than one pair of glasses? I have four. This is now four. You have four <laughs> pair of glasses. That <laughs> is incredible. You know what? I it, it occurred to me, like you don't wear the same shirt every day. Sure. You don't wear the same shoes every day. Yeah. Why do we have to wear the same glasses all the time? When there's there's ways out there to get, you know, like inexpensive, at least for like $15. Wow, really? Yeah. Hmm. Not like 200. No, no. That's incredible. So why not, you know? I have no I, I have no like I don't need classes. That's no real <laughs> idea of how much things cost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm pretty sure my wife will attest to this. Sure. I just like I need this. I'm going to go get it cuz it's something I need. But you you wear glasses. You wear contacts most. I do. Time. I wear contacts most of the time. I wear gla- I'll go through like phases where I wear one for 6 months and the other for 6 months. Right. And I would love to have multiple So okay. This sounds terrible. I am not into fashion. Sure. Um, I am a little bit into it more lately, mostly because someone else on staff, Maddie P, <laughs> keeps it fresh, and I feel like I need to keep up. So I've been drink it in, man. Look at look at that. Just drink been, it in. This so I've been like I've been legit trying a little bit harder lately. But you said like you have four pair of glasses. Yeah. I I maybe have four pair of shoes that I legitimately wear. Like sure. I have a couple of others, like sure. snow boots or hiking boots. But right. I don't even know if I have four pair of shoes that I wear like a lot. I have two that I wear a lot right now because I just got them. Right. But I got out my game. Four pair of glasses. That's incredible. Hey, man. Why not? <laughs> why Why not? You know? You're going to have a spinoff podcast about men's fashion. Yes. We could do that. <laughs> we could totally do that. That'd be fun. The, the Revolution Round Closet. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Oh, man. Well, that's good. Yeah, I, I I love this time of year because this is when the best college football happens. And I'm mm. not going to go off into a tangent of that, but that's just what it gets me going. I love college football. Same. For many years in my life, I worked Saturdays and now I don't. And so I can just sit and enjoy it. And my kids like to sit for some time and watch it with me. It's the best. I'm all about it. I'm, I'm the same way. And that's that's what Saturdays are for me. Like that's because I'm a huge Notre Dame fan. Oh, yeah. Woo-hoo. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> We're doing just fine. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. This Cause, is a good season for Notre Dame. That's a, that's are you a Notre Dame fan? Yeah. 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 I married right. into a family of Notre Dame fans. Cause you're an Alabama fan. I am a yeah. huge Alabama fan. Oh, grew, up, grew up with it. Ohio Can't state, maybe worse. I'm not a bandwagon <laughs> fan. I've been an Alabama fan my entire life, even through the, you know, terrible years, but nice. There weren't many okay. of those, but nice. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Notre Dame to me, a lot of people are like that Sunday afternoons. Like they, they yeah. put aside everything else to go watch the NFL, you know, and that's, kind of how I am with Notre Dame. Like that's nice. That's my thing, you know, but, um, anyway, that's, that's fair. Beloved by the Lord. So that's true. You know, that's true. Katie tried to convince me once that they're beloved by the Lord because they have gold flakes in their helmets. helmets. Real gold. Touchstone Jesus. I mean, cause if anything screams, we have too much money. It's putting real gold (laughs) in your helmets. That's class. That's, classy. Classy. that's, the, that's the epitome of class is real gold. I want to hear Lou Holtz talk about that. The classiness yes. of golden helmets. Mm. Yes. That would be something I would he pay would, money. He would justify it and you would believe it. You would believe in it. You would, you would believe, believe it by the time it. you were done with you. Yeah. You'd be like going, attending, like getting a master's at Notre Dame by the time yes. he's finished with you. You're Without like, I can do anything. <laughs> and I'm going to do it with Notre Dame. <laughs> wow. We are real way You know what? For real, real though, for real, I saw, I saw Notre Dame play Purdue in 1992 
at West Lafayette. Yeah. Lou Holtz was still coach there. Yeah. And he is the tiniest man. Oh, he is. A like, like I, you don't know how little he is. And the players surrounding him are like three times his. Right. And, and when he coaches, he would kneel like he would be knelt down. So he looks even smaller. But these guys come off the field and he'll grab him and he'll bring him down to his level and yell at him and stuff. It was fantastic. I was about to say, I'm sure he doesn't seem small in personality no, when you're talking, no, especially as a coach. Right. Right. But it was yeah. great. I'm so glad that I got to see him coach that one time. Yeah, you know, that'd awesome. be awesome. Well, hey, we are uh, five weeks into this God is theme. And uh, last week, not this past Sunday, but the week before, had a super fun Sunday. We invited the kids in. We talked about God is the creative creator. Yep. Uh, you spoke as part of that. Mm-hmm. Anthony spoke as part of that. It was really cool. We heard some from some of our kiddos. We heard from our daughter who is a little spitfire and was hilarious. That was so much fun. We'll, we'll link to that in the show notes. If you haven't seen that, uh, the whole service, it's just, it's incredible. Um, we had next gen kiddos from kindergarten and up leading aspects of the entire service. It was really cool. That was one of those services that I left here and I'm like, I'm so glad that I'm a part of this church Oh yeah, just because of, you know, we, we do it differently. We do it, you know, big and it yeah. was just, it, it just embodied so much of what we do here mm-hmm. and it was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was a ton of fun. Yeah. Uh, and then this week we continued, I actually got to speak and we talked about this idea that God is just or ju- God is justice. Mm-hmm. Cause every time I said God is just throughout the week, people would be just what? <laughs> and I'm like, oh. <laughs> no, <laughs> not the adjective Yeah, or not the adverb, the adjective. Yes. Is that right? Is I it? don't know. Anyway, God is just as injustice. Uh, and, and so we talked about this idea and this was kind of as, as when I was thinking through this and, and studying and stuff, the thing that hit me and I was like, Oh wow. Like I've never thought about this. And so I wanted to share it on Sunday. I want to share it again. Cause to me it was just like, but this idea that God is as he should be like, he's, he's not who he is because of any, need that we have as humans. He's not who he is because of what we think he is. Like God is the way he is because he is as he should be right as the perfect, holy, you know, all those, all these things we've been talking about. And so because he is, as he should be, he is just because justice is making things as they should be. Right. And, uh, I, I put out this challenge like, Hey, if you've got questions or you're struggling with this idea, I, we'd love to hear from you. And, and frankly, we did not get very many of those back, uh, which is, is fine. Maybe I, maybe I just explained it so well. Yeah, that is probably that's not the case. I think but, that's, that's probably what it is. Mm-hmm. But so I wanted to ask a question cause I know I've wrestled with this. And so I, I know there's probably other people that ru- wrestle with this idea mm-hmm. that if God is just and God cares about justice because of it's part of his being, it's who he is. Why is it that all around us, there seems to be so many times where we have to deal with the consequences of someone else's injustice. Like Mm. someone else does something wrong. They seem to get away scot-free, but we have to deal with the consequences. So let me, let me, let me back up a second because I had student groups that night and I asked them that question. You know, like I asked them, do you guys have any thoughts, concerns, comments, doubts about God? Yeah. You know, let's, let's get it out there. And it was like, it was, it was crickets. Really? <laughs> I'm like, you guys did nothing. And they're like, one of them spoke up and was like, and you gotta remember this is like 13, 14, 15 year olds. Yeah. Nah, man, I know God's there. I've complete faith that God's there. 
I've seen things. I know things. I've felt things. I've seen it happen to other people. I'm like, that's incredible. What? <laughs> that's like, <laughs> well, hey, I'm like, okay. The, a lot. the next generation of revolution <laughs> right. leaders has got it going yeah. on. Solid. It was, Solid. it was great. I'm like, okay, cool. And it was, I looked around and Man, we're going to start putting like, them up here on Sunday mornings. <laughs> it's like this un, unflappable, you know, faith that, yeah. you know, that that's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. That's really cool. Right. I think that maybe when I was 15, my faith was that unflappable. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of life that has happened between 15 <laughs> and my so current good. undisclosed age. Um, but I, and I think that those are, I think that's what's interesting that we wrestle down different pieces of God's character at different times in our lives. For or sure. at least I have yeah. like that, that God's um, justice might be something that you wrestle down with in a certain section of your life. And I think that, for me, I have definitely wrestled through it because I long for justice. Mm. And I feel like there has been seasons where God's justice felt scary. And then there are seasons right now, God's justice feels like a comfort to me, like a warm blanket, knowing that he will one day make all things right and make things as they should be. Even if I don't see that now, um, I was going to share this was so I have talked before about reading through chronologically through the Bible. Yeah. And um, I feel like I talk about it every time, but I, when I have been reading through, I feel like God's justice has jumped out to me. And this is kind of a random thing that I wrote down. It was in Ezekiel, which is a real weird book, but there are some gems sure. in there. It's very, very odd. But um, so God's talking um, about, the he's prophesying about the shepherd that he will send for Israel, which is going to be Jesus. Um, and he says, I will feed them with good pasture and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. There they shall lie down in good grazing land and on rich pasture. They shall feed on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my own sheep and I myself will make them lie down declares the Lord. I will seek the lost and I will bring back the strayed. I will bind up the injured and I will strengthen the weak and the fat and strong. I will destroy. I will feed them injustice. And like, I like colored in that, like I will feed them injustice yeah. because sometimes this wow. is what I want. Like, and it yeah. makes me feel comforted that God wants it too. Yeah. Like God doesn't want the bad guys winning and he doesn't want people getting away with injustice as much as I don't want that. He doesn't want that either. Mm -hmm. And so I have to trust that God plays the long game. Yes. Plays the eternal game. Right. Yeah. And I believe in that and I, I hold really tight to that. And then there's on the other hand of that, I have to not be the Jonah. Like we're, when God calls someone to repentance, I can't be like, no, not you. God's forgiveness is for everyone, but you, but you yes. like yeah. I've got to hold that, that God can forgive anyone. And I could be a brother and sister with someone that has been forgiven some real injustice that they have committed. And I'm going to spend eternity with that person. So I've got to reconcile myself with that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And hold on to like, God will make everything right. And that's, that's kind of where, where I landed with this is that it's, it's not our job to, to reconcile that injustice that, that someone else did. Like the only thing we can control is our response to it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yep. Absolutely. And the Bible gives us so many different ways to, to process that and deal with Jesus did especially. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's one of the things I, I tell my kids all the time that if someone does something to you, you can't control that, but you can re control your response back. 
Yeah. You know, and we talked a little bit about that. Like God cares about justice and he wants us to care about justice, about making things right. Yes. And we talked about this idea of, of being the good in the world. Right. A couple of our police officers uh, share a little bit. And I want to share this first because uh, I didn't get to share it Sunday. Uh, just, you know, in the midst of trying to make everything fit, but Micah six, eight, I'm going to read it from the message version says, uh, but he's already made it plain how to live, what to do, what God is looking for in men and women. It's quite simple. Do what is fair and just to your neighbor. Be compassionate and loyal in your love. And don't take yourself too seriously. Take God seriously. There you go. And, and I love that. Yeah. Um, and I, I love what you shared. Like if we can put that in the frame of reference that God is in the long game. Yeah. Um, I think that's really helpful because, you know, there are times where we're like, man, like why, why isn't something happening? Yeah. You know, uh, but, but recognizing that God, you know, I talked about this idea. God had a, had a plan and has a plan. Mm. Um, yeah, that's big. I like that. And I think that gives us grace too, for even when we get justice wrong, because I, I get justice wrong. Like as a parent, I get justice wrong. Like, I mean, who hasn't you know looked at your kids and you're like that's that's the one right there that's the instigator that's the troublemaker right. and it was actually like this one you know it was me <laughs> the other one yeah. it's um, always neat so i'm thankful too like at the same time i'm like i'm thankful that there's grace for when i am unjust when i jump to the wrong conclusion or the wrong opinion or have um acted in a way that that wasn't in, aligned with god's character yeah I have yeah, someone absolutely. very wise. I was struggling with some of this kind of recently, honestly, and someone very wise and much more, you know, has much more experience than me, you know, told me, look at this other person as a child of God. Mm-hmm. Look at this other person as if God would look at you. Mm-hmm. And that changed everything. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's oh, huge. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's how, that's what we're called to, we're, we're called to see. Yeah. Not the worst in people, but the best right. in people, what God sees in people right. as one of his children. Yeah, it's good. So let me ask you this. Um, you know, in the world, we have so many things that, that we, that we look at and we're like, this isn't fair. This isn't right. Like when you think about that question, what jumps out to you is something that really pains you that you see going on in the world. You know, in your talk, you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned the big C word. You mentioned cancer. You know, that was, yeah. And that's something that really cancer sucks, which, which affects every single person. I mean, yeah. I mean, just in the last year on, uh, the teams that I lead our, our, our band, our tech, our, um, worship teams, uh, we've had gosh, five or six people dealing with cancer themselves or like immediate family. And it just, it just sucks, you know? And, and it, it's incredible. We've seen God work in miraculous ways. Right. Um, you know, my brother Mike had cancer and thought all these things were going to have to happen. And there was some medical intervention, but then the cancer was all gone. And he today is cancer free. That's awesome. It, yeah. It's incredible. Awesome. I mean, it's totally God working. Yeah. And, and I a hundred percent believe that God works through surgeons and doctors and nurses. And sometimes he works just I'm going to reach in there and take care of this myself. Right. Um, and, and we don't get to pick which, which way it is. Um, but we trust that, that, you know, God's going to do good because he cares about us and he has a plan for us. And, um, but that doesn't always happen, right? Like it doesn't, yeah. it isn't always the miraculous healing. Yeah. 
Uh, and so reconciling that with God's grace and his justice and God's, you know, many other things can be tough sometimes, I think. But yeah, cancer is definitely a big one. I I, I thought Sunday I was going to speak to this more and I didn't. Uh, but I mean, the truth about what is been a hot topic over the last year and, and for years previous, but especially hot topic this last year with cries for social justice. I mean, that's very near and dear to my heart. Like um, one of the reasons our daughter and son go to the school that they go to is because it's a very diverse school and we right. love that. Right. And um, I'm not saying that if your kid goes to a non-diverse school that you're doing something wrong, not at all. But um, you know, I grew up in a very, uh, not necessarily a diverse culture, but a very not white culture. Yes. Uh, and, um, you know, I think that, I think that so many people don't realize what they don't know yeah. about so many things in that. And so I, I don't claim to be an expert by any means, but it's near and dear to my heart. That that's like, probably, just, I mean, honestly, that's probably another show altogether. Right. Yeah. Right. Is that because I, you know, to be very honest, that's, that's one of the, the biggest things that, that is on my heart. You know, the idea of yeah. you're, you're less than me because you don't look like me yeah. is the most absurd it's thing. To the most ridiculous thing. It is the most... Ugh. But I think that we, we can say that here very easily because this is a very pale crowd, right? This is a very white... Sure. Three, right. And so we've never, most, we've never, I've never swam upstream against a racial current. Right. And I feel like as an adult realizing that a lot of people, this is their normal life and existence. I feel like this has been an interesting year just sitting and learning about people's experience and going, oh, yeah. I'd had, like, it's sad to be like, I had no idea, but I didn't yeah. have, I didn't have a full scope right. of what you were experiencing in that injustice. But now that I do, I want to do better. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think that's, I mean, that, that to me is the ultimate thing of, of just realizing how little you actually know. Mm -hmm. Cause once you turn 21, you know, everything, right. <laughs> That's, that's, that's how the world works. You're an expert. It's all fine. You just know it all yes. once you turn 21. Yes. Um, and it's funnier because I, I joke that like the older I get, the older my kids get, the, the more I realize how little I, I know about anything. Yes. <laughs> um, but just, I feel like that's been the big thing for me. Kind of what you spoke to this, like is this year just realizing, man, I just, I had no idea of so much. Right. And, and being able to open your eyes to that. So I feel like that's something that, that also to me is like, I, I can't, I can't see that God doesn't care about this. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I, I refuse to believe that. So, yeah. Yeah. I think for me too, just, um, uh, from my time, from personal experiences, from my time working in social work, like abuse is very, um, yeah. Close to my heart. And yeah. that is, nothing will break you or get you angrier or um, asking for the fat and the strong that God will destroy them and um, yeah, yeah. feed them injustice. I feel like those are the prayers. And I think sometimes in those situations where either you're reading about that, like in a newspaper, or maybe you hear about it. I don't know. Um, you can, you can pray these kind of prayers over people. Like you can pray that they come to know the Lord, but you can also pray that they receive justice as well. And I think that that is something that, is just, I don't know if it's like, feels a little weird to us sometimes, but when you feel powerless, like your prayers are full of power. And so some yeah. of these big situations where the injustice seems insurmountable, or you're like, I don't have any way to reach in and, and 
inject justice into this situation, but you can pray that the God of justice yeah. will bring justice. Mm-hmm. And that's a really powerful thing. And I think there are ways that we can act, that we can be aware, obviously in our own lives, but yeah. sometimes those like big injustices seem insurmountable yeah. to us at times. Just to me at least. I love that idea that, that some of our most powerful prayers can be the prayers we pray when we're not sure, but are choosing to pray that anyway, you know, to claim that anyway. And, and, and actually we don't, we don't normally do this, but I, I want to bring something up because I think that's something that sometimes people can struggle with this idea of like, like this is in scripture. It's, it's a promise that God has made over us. And so Katie, you actually just released a Bible study called claiming God's promises, right? Uh, claiming fresh hope. I do have one about claiming God's promises. Fresh hope. My bad. No, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, you often speak to this idea that like God has promises over mm-hmm. our life and, and just learning to recognize those learning to, to claim those, to pray them over our life, yes. to, to accept them daily Can you speak to that just a little bit? I mean, I think that that's really powerful that God gives us promises, gives us hope, gives us a scripture. Um, And yeah, when we speak these things over our lives, that's part of what I build into my study, like saying things out loud um, and praying them, praying God's words back to him is really powerful. We see um, the prophets doing this. We see, you know, Moses being like, God, you said, you said you were like this. And I think that we're in this God is study when we understand like God's character in his heart. Then when we come to God with our prayers, we say, no, God, you said you said you were a God of compassion. Right. Yeah. So, so intervene. God, you said you were a God of justice. So you intervene. And God, I think is, I don't want to say most responsive when we call on his character like that, but in the old, in the old Testament, in the, in the Bible, we see him responding and changing because of those kind of prayers. So I think they're really, really powerful. Yeah. When Not changing, but maybe changing a course of action based yeah. on, yeah. it's almost like, uh, I talked about this idea Sunday that, um, you know, as, as we have to grow in our maturity and our understanding of God and our relationship with God and Moses, you see multiple times where because of the mature faith that he had in God and because of his mature relationship in God, he does, he kind of calls God out and says, no, 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 you said, or, or this is who you are. So I'm asking you to do in accordance with who you are and God does. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's really cool. We'll, uh, we'll, if it's all right with you, uh, we'll link to that in the show notes. Sure. Maybe, maybe we'll even throw out a little promo code for our maybe. listeners. <laughs> Fancy. Check the show notes. We'll see. <laughs> um, Use promo code Nate Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh shoes. I don't like. I don't. I, I'm not. Tr- not trying to push a product by any means, but I, I do think there's some great, some great truths that that people could could take from that. So want to make that resource available. Matt, any, any thoughts on that idea? You know, just, just that, you know, I, I, as we're sitting here talking, you know, the idea of God being just and, and the thing I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to word this in the correct way. But I think the thing that we have to be aware of is that what our idea of someone receiving justice is and what his yeah. are oftentimes two completely different things. Yeah. yeah. You know, they, they really are. Yeah. And um, I was thinking about, I, I did, I'm probably going to talk about this, this Sunday in my talk. Um, Preview. <laughs> I found myself praying with a convicted drug dealer at Miami County, or sorry, not Miami, Miami 
Correctional Institute. So like, you know, like level three prison. And um, he wanted to pray for his upcoming trial. And not that something get overturned, not that he get set free, just, you know, pray for my family. Pray, you know, I've done what I've done and, you know, I've accepted Christ and he's my Lord and Savior. And, you know, I just want to pray for my family, pray for everyone else that this affects. And, you know, that's, but in a way that's, that's him getting justice. It's the kind of justice that, that we would, I don't know, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, that God's justice is sometimes different than ours. Yeah. I don't know. I think that it's really comforting that God always gets justice correct. Yes. Because we get it wrong. Yeah. Like the United States justice system gets it yes. wrong often. A lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Um, and so, and we're, you know, it's just, I, I think that that's a comfort and a blessing to me that knowing that God always gets it right and we can always trust his justice even when it doesn't yeah. look the way, like you said, like we, right. we think it should look different. Um, but there still is like that, like forgiveness too, like that. And that's another piece that we have Absolutely. to be excited right. for them. Cause Jesus paid what you talked about in the talk in the, in, sorry, what you talked about in the talk is yeah. that Jesus did the work of justice on the cross. Right. So it's an accessible for all of us. Right. And I think that's, just one of the most, you know, it's the most beautiful thing. Yeah. The payment has been made. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The call for us is not to make a payment. Yeah. But just to be the ambassador of justice. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I, uh, as you guys were talking, I I was reminded of this, uh, these verses from second Timothy chapter four, and I'm not pulling it out of context, but a little bit. Um, but I think it it applies. This is from the message version. Uh, I'm going to read a few verses, but it says, uh, I can't, this is second Timothy four. I can't impress this on you too strongly. God is looking over your shoulder. Christ himself is the judge with the final say on everyone living and dead. He is about to break into the open with his rule. So proclaim the message, the message of Jesus with intensity. Keep on your watch, challenge, warn, and urge your people. Don't ever quit. Just keep it simple. And then I love this. You're going to find that there will be times when people have no stomach for solid teaching, but will fill up on spiritual junk food, catchy opinions that tickle their fancy. They'll turn their backs on truth and chase mirages. But you keep your eye on what you're doing. Accept the hard times along with the good. Keep the message alive. Do a thorough job as God's servant. So, I mean, straight up, like he's saying, like, yeah, people are not going to agree. Yeah, because people don't. People aren't the source of justice. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, that idea that people will have no stomach for solid food—they'll spill up, fill up on spiritual junk food. That's it's powerful. That's a whole other show. <laughs> that's yeah. a whole other show. Yeah, spiritual junk food. That might have to be our yeah. next show. Cool. Well, any other thoughts, guys? Uh, I don't want to cut you off. So. I think that God's justice is definitely, I think all of his character qualities are some that we can, we spend, we need to spend some time with. Like yeah, there's yeah, a lot to be mulled over, especially with justice. I think what you're going to be talking about this next week, there's a lot to meditate on to like, look at the different facets of, um, of that piece of God's character. Mm-hmm. I think some of them are a little bit more easy for us to be like, yes, God is creative and creator. Got God it. Compassionate. Like, yeah. Good. Yeah. Like I yeah. just, but like some of these a little bit more, even if we don't even want to admit it, like I find it interesting people didn't have questions because I feel like I have questions, but maybe they're even hard to articulate. Yeah. So we need to kind of like just sit with 
yeah. this and sit with the scripture with it and our experiences and mm-hmm. some mentors that have walked a little bit farther in our yeah. faith journey too. You know, a friend brought it to me. He's like, I, I think a lot of people will be afraid to ask questions because they um, either one, don't want to be seen as foolish or two, they're afraid that like, Oh, that I'm questioning God. That's, that's blasphemous. Um, but I, I just, I mean, I just want to encourage you. Like if you have questions, like God wants you to wrestle with him in those things. That's how you develop a relationship. That's how you grow closer is, yeah, is like, in those moments. You know, yeah. it, with, with, when you, figure you know, if, out, if yeah. you're having an argument with the person, you don't just sweep it under the rug forever. You, right. you, you have that crucial conversation. You have that fight and you work through it and yeah. you, your relationship grows stronger. Yeah. Uh, and it's the same thing with God. God wants us to, to wrestle through those things with them. And so, for sure, you know, don't be afraid to, to wrestle with God a little bit on those things and, and, and ask him to reveal the truth, Yeah. you know, so that you can grow together. So yeah, good stuff. Well, as always, you know, if, if, if you need help wrestling through something, if you have a question, uh, we would love to talk with you. You can go to revolutioncc.org slash round table. Uh, leave us a question, leave us a comment, leave us something you're wrestling with and we'll wrestle with it with you. We would love to do that. Um, cause that's what this is all about. So, um, yeah, guys, thanks again for, for your being you. here and, uh, yeah. for talking and, Thank you for being here. We hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. We'll see you next time on The Roundtable. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Revolution Roundtable. If you enjoyed this conversation, we'd love it if you consider sharing this podcast with a friend or leave a review where you listen to your podcast. We'd also love to connect with you. Visit us at revolutioncc.org roundtable and let us know what you thought of the episode. We hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time.